A really warm welcome to the latest Clear River View podcast, the podcast that we have dedicated to discuss all things river cruise. And if you are a regular listener of our Riverview podcast, you'll know that uh, we try to bring together some of the big names in River Cruise so that we can talk about some of the latest trends and some of the new initiatives. And also we can shine a light on some of the River Cruise destinations that have proved to be so popular with guests. Well, this episode is no different. So uh, coming up, we'll be chatting all about the Mississippi plus taking a really short tour of some of the other North American river cruise destinations. So we'll be chatting to Susan Schultz. She is director of sales at American Cruise Lines. We're also chatting to Charles Sylvia, the vice president for trade relations and membership at Clear North America. But first I chatted to Chris Hackney. He is the managing director of Tui River Cruise. Uh, they are a brand new UK focused river cruise brands that will be launching in 2021. Uh, we hope you enjoy our latest episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. So as we uh, described earlier on, we are joined by two real experts in North America river cruising. Um, for uh, Susan from American Cruise Lines, Charlie from uh, Clear, of course. Uh, Susan, if we start with you, um, for those who don't know American Cruise Lines, then tell us a little bit about the uh, the operation. Well, we've actually been in business for over 20 years. Right. Um, and I started with a company, I'm going to age myself, I started with my company back then as well, uh, with one ship, just holding 49 passengers. And now we have a fleet of 14. Um, we really have revolutionized and modernized river cruising here in the United States. And it's a big difference, it truly is. And I know Charlie knows that too, seeing it, the change that we have done. Um, and it's amazing. And I think people that cruise the rivers in Europe are gonna just absolutely love our product. And it is, a, I could say it's also like a family owned operation. Um, you know, the sons um, of the original Charles Robertson who owned it are now taking it over and are just taking it to an, uh, an elevated level. That's amazing. And I wish people could see uh, what I can see, because actually, as I'm chatting to you, you've got a great picture behind you of all of the ships. So can you tell us a bit about the ships that you use uh, in North America? Because those people who are aware maybe of European river cruising may not know some of the differences. And there are some differences. We have a different couple of different classes in our fleet. Um, we have the Constellation class, which consists of um, the American Constitution and the American Constellation, which do our coastal ships. Um, on the East Coast as well as the West Coast. And then we also have a paddle wheeler, which a lot of the Europeans are aware of the paddle wheelers. So we do have four authentic paddle wheelers that do the Mississippi River as well as the Columbian Snake Rivers. And then we also have an independence class, which is our coastal ship um, that does also the East Coast and West Coast and a little bit smaller. So they only, only hold a hundred guests. And then we have just introduced the modern river boats and those will be located on the Mississippi River as well as the Columbian Snake. So, you know, clients have that choice of whether do you wanna go on that authentic river boat and have that Victorian flair or do you wanna have that modern river boat um, that's, that's a little bit different what they're more used to in Europe. So that's kind of what our fleet is. And, and let me ask you a couple of uh, specific questions before we bring Charlie in. But in, so in terms of the Mississippi, and we should, we should think about the Mississippi first, 
<clears throat> in terms of the total number of guests you'll have on one of your Mississippi ships, that's in what sort of region? Um, we only hold it, the most we hold is 190 guests, that's it. Okay, and the crew on board, will they all be North American as well? We're all American flagged, American crewed. Um, and then in terms of and again staying with the mississippi and we'll think about some of those other destinations in a moment but staying with the mississippi the key places to embark and debark are where exactly um well we offer a variety of cruises starting from new orleans um, round trip new orleans to memphis we leave from memphis as well we leave from st louis we leave from nashville if you want to do those music city theme cruises which are great um, and then we also leave from St. Louis and St. Paul and then also uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we really cover Mississippi, Ohio, Cumberland Rivers as well. And those cruises are seven nights? Are they all seven night duration? They're either, there? you can do four to 21 nights. Wow. 21 nights sounds lovely. <laughs> do, you know, the first time we introduced that, introduced that, say, I think it was maybe five, six years ago, we thought, Who's going to go on the Mississippi River for 21 days? Totally filled up. Yeah. <laughs> they do really enjoy it. It's a, you know, they really are set back and relaxed. Yeah. And they do those long cruises. And, and, and the river, and even just the, the, the name of those cities, uh, just bring conjure so many thoughts and ideas in people's head, I guess, when they're thinking about their vacation. Um, Charlie, let me come to you. In terms of the, the experience on the Mississippi, why do people, why do people river cruise there? Well, you know, uh, Andy, going back to early 90s, early 1990s, when I started selling uh, cruises on the Mississippi, uh, I always did a very large group cruise, and it grew to more than 60 passengers. And I will tell you, the, the draw for them uh, is just that mighty Mississippi. You know, it is, it's all about the authentic Americana experience, the, the whole Mark Twain, uh, Huckleberry Finn, life on the Mississippi experience. And, you know... It, it's one of the leading draws for my clients uh, back uh, in the 90s and right up until the time that I, I started working for CLIA in 2006, I was 16, rather, 15 rather, is the fact that uh, it's so easy. There's no passport required for uh, Mississippi cruising. Um, it's, it's just the logistics couldn't be smoother. Um, and, and it's just the historical aspect of it. Just uh, cruising along the Mississippi couldn't be more serene, uh, going to the great plantation homes and, and, and learning a lot about the um, uh, both pre-war and Civil War history. Um, as you look to, like, for example, the upper Mississippi River, you wouldn't expect uh, that you can uh, experience some Amish country up there and, and uh, visit things like um, Mark Twain's boyhood home in Hannibal, Missouri. So the Mississippi is, is quite diverse. And, and I love that Susan mentioned, um, you know, all the different things that you can do, because a lot of people think that it's all about New Orleans, um, which is fantastic. Great, great home port uh, for the Mississippi. But there is so much more uh, when you get out of the plant plantation region and you go north. Uh, it, there's so much more for a wide diversity, uh, including music and culture. Uh, and uh, of course, the great food that's found uh, throughout that region of the United States. And how does the experience change from, you mentioned New Orleans, which I guess is one of the most famous cities on the river, but how does the experience change as you, as you head north? Well, Susan, if you wanna. I'm happy to jump in on that. Sure. Um, I think one thing that amazes me about the Mississippi River, and it does for people that come on board, 
is it's a real working river. And you can see that. And it's, you know, people don't realize that it's such a working river, but it is busy. Um, and it's always, you can just see them going up and down the different ports of call. And I think on board our vessels, we have an historian or a lecturer or study guide leader that really knows the area. And our passengers are fascinated by what they've learned. They truly do. I mean, you can go to Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown, and go see the Kentucky Derby, you know? There's a lot of things that you can see and do along the rivers that are very different. And if I were to stop in Louisville, I would certainly be touring some of the uh, amazing bourbon yes. facilities <laughs> because there are some tours there and just to see the bourbon uh, barrels, it's just breathtaking, especially for someone like me. <laughs> um, and, and in terms of those excursions and those day trips, um, presumably there's quite a diversity of excursions available and things to do whilst you're there, Susan. So can you maybe give us an example of a couple of them that are perhaps the most popular? Um, probably, well, they're all pretty popular in each one of the towns, like Oak Alley. Um, I mean, you go up through Oak Alley and have the, all the oak trees lined up, and it's a beautiful mansion. And then, of course, you are greeted with either a mint julep or tea, if you would prefer. I, I had the mint julep myself, but, uh, <laughs> but it, those are just some really nice. You really actually get to experience what it is in the different regions. And as you're in down more closer to New Orleans, you have all those local Southern um, mansions that people do enjoy visiting. And they're beautiful, they really are gorgeous. But as you go up, you can go to Nashville, which is, oh my gosh, it's alive with live music. You walk down the street, it's amazing to go in and hear the different types of music that you hear and the cowboy boots and everything else. So you really get, what a different flavor, right, Charlie, from New Orleans to, to Nashville. It, it, I can't explain how different it is. St. Louis, you, we docked right at the archway. So, I mean, it's just some really very, and of course you're visiting Mark Twain's boy home and so forth, um, but there's some really, I guess you do see what middle America is all about when you go on these cruises. You really do. You get that flavor and, um, and you really walk away saying for people that are in Europe, this is America. And, and that's really, you know, from a travel agent's perspective, um, tremendously lucrative because um, what I found is that my group, uh, which started out with only about a dozen people in 1995 and grew to over 60 uh, within five, six years, um, they repeated, they would continually return to the Mississippi because of exactly what Susan just said, because of the diversity. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't beat themselves up on one single cruise and, and do too much, you know? They, they, they did what they wanted to do and, they, and, and then because they knew that they would return. And I have to say that um, if I were to estimate, my return rate uh, was probably 40, 50% for those for those passengers and uh which is remarkable um and they they didn't have any qualms they did love going hosted i would recommend uh to travel agents uh that uh you go with any groups that you send to the mississippi because they love uh you know having that that person with them and to hold their hand and you know at times if they need it um other because it is sometimes a much more mature group um but it's also great for multi-generationals and that's what i saw was that you know i would book grandparents who wanted to show their children and grandchildren um what 
America was all about. I mean, you're just traveling through the heartland of America and share that experience, not only for themselves, but, but with their family members. And it's just a great multi-generational option for uh, anyone selling cruises. Um, Susan, you mentioned you've been with the organization for a long time. How, was, how has it changed and evolved in those years? Have, have the guests profile changed or has the experience changed or the ships? Tell us. Um, well, I remember specifically when we went from 49 passengers to 100 guests, it was so hard getting these people to think that 100 was, they thought it was way too much. Can't Not handle really. it. Can't handle the 49 passengers. I mean, I got to be on the 49 one. It took years to get them over that 49 to 100, but they finally did it. And the experience is the same. It's all about simple Simple um, personalization, simple sophistication. It's all about not being a number, you know, not being just a number. You're a person on board. Our crew member know they know your name right away. They know what you like. We're gonna get it for you. And I think it's the family, you know, like they feel part of the family. They are they feel um it's their home away from home and they love it. Yeah. And what we've done with our ships is just made them more modern. They're um, environmentally more friendly. So we're just, that kind of thing is what we have increased. And I've seen the difference in, in our different vessels. And how, and how do you, go on, Charlie, sorry. Um, Susan, if I'm not mistaken, you're the only cruise line that literally builds your own ships, correct? That is correct. There must be Definitely. advantages to that. There is, because um, I remember when um, Charles Robertson, because I worked very closely with him, if we saw something changing, it changed at the shipyard. I mean, we were able to, you know, whether we needed more single balcony staterooms, it got changed like that when we were building it. So there are some advantages having your own shipyard, which is out of Salisbury, Maryland, definitely. Um, and we all get very excited when it launches here. <laughs> we do. Um, so I've seen 14 of them be launched. Wow. It's really interesting. Um, just while we just my, one last question on the Mississippi because you've painted a wonderful picture of, of this beautiful river and, and the experiences but how much of that um, ashore experience do you bring on board presumably some of the food reflects the area you're sailing through and any other aspects of the voyage absolutely and on all of our ships on all of the different regions we go to it has a regional flair because we're small enough we can go into the ports and actually really go out and purchase the freshest ingredients whether it's the blueberries from Maine coast or it's the lobster from Maine coast as well. So we get the freshest ingredients from those areas and our, our chef comes back and does a regional flair to all of them. Um, in fact, we have a newsletter that goes out to our loyalty, um, um, our group of our loyalty guests. And it was something from um, New Orleans. It was a Cajun Creole dish. And I was reading it and I took it home and I made it that night. It was absolutely delicious. And I took it and told the, uh, the executive chef, I said, that was incredible. So we do have some really interesting regional dishes. And it's turned, it turned you into a chef as well, which is very- I don't know about that, but it was good. <laughs> um, Charlie, let's talk about some of the other destinations in North America that are popular um, and sticking initially with the river cruise theme. Well, you know, um, a lot of folks don't, don't think of the Pacific Northwest, but the Columbia and Snake Rivers really offer a terrific uh, experience for uh, cruise guests. Um, 
I think of the natural wonders that you see uh, throughout that region uh, and historic landmarks, uh, uh, including like Mount Hood. Uh, you can actually uh, follow the, uh, the path of Lewis and Clark, uh, and um, uh, there is an inter interpretive center that they have uh, along that uh, sailing. So, uh, and also there's, there's wineries, there's, there's native, you can learn more about Native American history. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's spectacular. And just to see the tapestry of uh, the Pacific Northwest in the United States, um, the sunsets and uh, the colors that emanate from uh, the, the topography that you see from, uh, from the river, it's, it's breathtaking. Uh, Susan, uh, American Cruise Lines uh, sails through that region, correct? We do, and I agree with you, Charlie. It is breathtaking. I think you don't realize when you start out in Portland, Oregon, the rich, lush vegetation that you see, and then all of a sudden you get to the dolls, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> and it's all because there wasn't enough, the, the rainfall, the, the amounts of the rainfall, which makes it vary. But the diversification is amazing. And you can go all the way to Clarkson, Washington, where you can actually do a jet boat tour um, on the Snake River, which is Again, there's so many different opportunities along, and the history there is, is it's amazing. Uh, Sandy, that part of America is beautiful. It's one of my favorite places that I think I've visited. Um, and in terms of the rest of your program, Susan, where else does American Cruise Lines feature in North America? Well, we actually have 35 different itineraries that right. cover 25 states here in the United States, which is amazing. Yeah. So you, uh, we, I'll start off with Alaska. We're actually going to Alaska this year. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're all Americans, so we stay only go to American ports, so we're allowed to actually cruise to Alaska. I would like to get on there because I think the wide walk is going to be amazing this year without the, the larger ships on there. Um, but then we also do the Puget Sound, which is in San Juan Islands, that's a beautiful area out of Seattle, Washington. And then you go over to the East Coast, we do Maine, um, we do Hudson River Fall Foliage Cruises out of New York City. I wish I could spread that out a longer period of time than the six weeks that we have with the foliage because all three ships just totally fill up every year. Yeah, sure. It's The color is just gorgeous. And then of course, we've added a couple of new ones like the Cape Cotter out of Boston. A lot of whale watching, yes. And um, what way better way to go see Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, Block Island, Newport, Rhode Island? We just you come on board and we take you right into the different ports of these different islands. It's gorgeous. And then I don't know if a lot of people know, but there's an intercoastal waterway along the east coast that goes from Florida all the way up to to Maine. It's about three thousand miles of water ways and that's where we travel it's exactly where we travel so yeah. you know our ships are small enough that we can go into those little nooks and crannies and get into the ports the larger ships they can't get into them they just can't but we can oh listen you've just described some of the most beautiful places i've ever been to as well and that i want to visit so um thank you for that i should finish by asking you both um the place you know we're all looking forward to traveling more this year i think so is there somewhere that you're particularly looking forward to seeing a cruise destination in north america that you're most looking forward to charlie i'll start with you Oh, a cruise destination in North America. You know, believe it or not, a lot of people don't think of Savannah as a cruise destination, <laughs> but I've been dying to go there. And, you know, I, we put it on our list this year, finally, and it'll probably probably be on a small ship, correct, Susan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we, 
we just uh, we're big fans of um, uh, of the South, and so we do want to um, uh, call upon maybe Savannah. Uh, Charleston has been beckoning me for for years, so um, uh, that's really what we're looking forward to: some beautiful scenery, uh, some uh, historic sites to learn about, and some really really darn good food. Sounds good. What about you, Susan? You know, I I'm. I was born and raised in the mid, the heartland of the United States. So I've seen a lot of that area and I now live in the East Coast. So I see a lot of this area. So I would just, my bucket list would be to take my whole entire family and go to Alaska and enjoy the chocolate bars that we have on our observation decks when we're in Glacier Bay and enjoy the wildlife. I, that would to me would be heaven. Sounds wonderful. I'd be happy to be with either of you on either of those trips. So um, do give me a call. but. Thank you so much for your time. I know we've only touched the, the very, you know, peak of some of the uh, destinations that you feature, but it's been absolutely fascinating. So, uh, Charlie and Susan, thank you very much indeed. Thank you as well. Thank you, Andy. So I have been joined uh, by Chris Hackney, the MD for Tui River Cruises. Thanks for joining the River Cruise podcast. How are you? Very good, Andy. Thank you. How are you? Yes, not bad. Looking forward to some summer sunshine and travel and all of those other good things. Um, we're going to talk about Tui River Cruises because I guess um, it's going to be the newest river cruise line on the block. So how did it come about? What led to that decision to, to set up a new line? Yeah, I mean, it started in earnest uh, a while ago now, as you, as you can imagine. Clearly, our, our expectations were to, to launch Tui River Cruises last year, and clearly that was taken out of our our control really but uh you know we're really excited about this i think when we we first started looking at this you know as TUI, we we cover a number of different aspects in terms of leisure travel um clearly i've obviously got responsibility for morella cruises yeah. uh, and TUI river cruises really was a was an opportunity that we sort of saw in the market uh, it's been very clear over over the last three or four years there's been a huge amount of growth in the in the river cruise sector um Whilst there's obviously some differences to ocean cruise, there's also some parallels really, and I think it was a it was a natural fit in terms of our business, uh, and we saw that as a, a great opportunity to join a market that's expanding quite quickly at this stage. Yeah, and it, it's an exciting sector of travel, um, as you say, and been growing for a number of years. So, so for clarity, is this a, a product that will be aimed at UK holiday makers initially, as as a as a rule? Yeah, we have uh, we've got three ships. Uh, we've We've taken those and we've refurbished them. They look fantastic. That's all done. They're all ready and raring to go. Um, it is for, for the UK market. Uh, clearly, you know, we, we will look at opportunities in, in later years, really, about how much further we can expand. Uh, we don't necessarily expect just to have three ships forever. Uh, yeah. We'd expect to, to grow. Uh, and we might internationalise a, a sort of a future date, really. But for the time being, this is for, for UK customers. We know from speaking to our customers really that they're, they're very excited about this really uh, and I think it's a it's a, a huge opportunity for for us as a business to I say go into a new arena in terms of the river cruise sector so so will will guests joining a Tui river cruise will they know it's kind of a sister to Morella will there be some crossover from the ocean uh, product as well uh, I think you know there'll be some parallels in terms of what, what we're doing on board so uh, We've got, you know, as part of what we're doing, we've got a lot included in terms of our offering. 
uh, we're going to have the same sort of easygoing atmosphere and flexibility in terms of what the, the offering is on board. So uh, we're not going to have sort of fixed dining times, for example. We're going to have a bit of flexibility in terms of whether customers choose uh, full board plus or there's an all-inclusive option. Um, and in terms of the, the proposition on board, it really is going to put the, the customer at the heart of that. So they can you know, explore through the £120 excursion credit that we offer uh, on board the ship to sort of you know, go and explore the destinations uh, and really sort of capture the essence of what our river cruise has to offer. So uh, the TUI Trusted Service is going to be there throughout, really. So we do that in terms of our, our ocean cruises. Uh, we've got a very high crew ratio on board our, our river cruise ships. I think they'll, they'll see that excellent service on, on board, which... I think is, is something that we, as a business, we're, we're always keen to do. Yeah. So I think there's, there will be some parallels on board. I think the flexibility, the entertainment offering is key. And I think, again, that is something that we've, we've looked at what we do in other, uh, other concepts, whether that be our hotel concepts or uh, in, a, in Ocean Cruise. Uh, and we've taken some of them and, and really sort of tried to reflect that in terms of the overall proposition that we'll have. And then presumably there'll be some crossover. So some of your river cruise guests will may well then try one of your ocean cruises or your land products and vice versa. Yeah, and, we, and we've seen that in, in terms of uh, the bookings that we've taken so far. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of customers that have, have been on an ocean cruise before uh, and want to give river cruise a go. And I think we're seeing that in terms of uh, the, the customers that, that have booked. Uh, we've got an adult only concept. Uh, so, you know, generally... Um, the demographic is, uh, I'll say, a little bit more mature, uh, which would probably to be expected in the, in the river cruise sector. Uh, but there's, there's definitely some, again, some crossover in terms of what we're seeing with our, our ocean cruise customers. And, and a number of them have sort of taken the, the opportunity to give river cruise a, a try uh, for this summer season. Good stuff. You, you mentioned that you're, you're three ships and that the, there's been some work done on them, some refurbishment. So what kind of refurbishment has that been? Yeah, we've, we've really sort of uh, looked at all aspects of the ship, if, I, if I'm brutally honest. Uh, we wanted to make sure we had a product proposition that, that, you know, is modern and contemporary. Uh, so we've looked at that in terms of the sort of the bar areas, uh, in terms of the restaurants, uh, all of the cabins have been refurbished. So really, you know, from what the ships were before to what they are now, they are, are completely different in terms of their, their look and feel. Uh, I think, you know, they, they, like I say, they do look fantastic. We've got two bars on uh, each of the ships. Um, one is is really probably more of a, a club lounge, as we call it, uh, which is for pre-dinner cocktails. Uh, and then we've got the, the observatory, which is is great for the daytime as well, because you get fantastic panoramic views from there. Uh, but also in the evening, that's going to be the main hub, I think, of where the entertainment will be and I think where, where customers will gather in, in the evening time. So we've really sort of looked at all aspects of the ship. Uh, we've we've put a significant amount of investment into into the three ships really, and I think the the outcome is is something that we the customers are going to love. Uh, the ships sound great, and actually some of the artist impressions and stuff are, are are amazing to look at. In terms of destination, how did you decide where you're going to put them, and where are you going to put them? <laughs> yeah, so um, we're going to operate two of our ships for for this summer season. So. I think with, with everything that's gone on, really, we want to have a sort of staggered entry into service this, this summer. Um, so we're going to operate Tui Skyler and Tui Maya. Um, they're going to operate um, down the Danube, is, is one of the, the key sort of itineraries that we have. 
going through into, into Eastern Europe. Uh, again, very popular in terms of what we've seen with booking so far. Uh, and and Team Myra as well is going to operate uh, from Budapest in some itineraries, but probably more down, down the Rhine as well, where, again, I think we've seen uh, you know, the core bedrock of a programme in terms of what river cruise ships have done in the past. And I think that's something that, clearly being a new entry into the market seemed a logical place for us to, to start. So uh, I think the itineraries we've, we've got for, for this summer are really exciting. You've got some fantastic calls where within an itinerary, you can uh, call at the likes of Vienna, Bratislava and Budapest in one itinerary. And what, what great place to see in, in one, one, uh, one holiday. So I think it really captures the imagination uh, and gives customers really to see some places that may, they may not have been to before. And then presumably in future years, if, if you do increase the fleet size, then you can look at some alternative rivers as well. Exactly. And I think, you know, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be operating our third ship uh, for next summer. Uh, so that's already in, in the plans. Uh, and then, you know, the, the world's our oyster, I suppose, in terms yeah. of looking at future opportunities and, and future growth. Uh, I think for the time being, we're obviously concentrating on on actually launching to be real cruise. It's been something that's been... Uh, sort of earmarked for a number of months now with the fact that we, we weren't able to launch last year. We've got some really exciting plans for, for Tui River Cruises, but clearly we want to make sure this, this entry into service goes well and our customers really enjoy uh, the holiday experience they'll, they'll have on that ships. We've obviously got the Christmas markets coming up this winter, yeah. which again have got have sold very, very well. Uh, we're really excited about that. And I think, again, it will just, again, showcase some of these different cities at a different time of year. Uh, and clearly, I think that's uh, sort of captured the customer's imagination in terms of those sort of itinerants. And obviously, things continue to evolve and change and, you know, things can can slip. But in terms of launch dates, what sort of time period are you looking at? Yeah, I think with, with uh, the government's announcement in terms of uh, when they expect international travel to open up and the fact that we're, we're looking at what's happening within Europe, mm-hmm. uh, we've, we've felt really that the earliest is, is, is the end of June. Uh, and that's where we've got our sort of uh, Tui Skyler launching on, on the 28th of June uh, and Tui Maya is planned to launch on, on the 2nd of July. So uh, I think that's probably realistic based on uh, what the sort of current outlooks look, looks like. Yeah. Uh, but clearly we'll continue to sort of evaluate if there's any changes in the, in the meantime. We're getting quite used to that, aren't we? Changing things and yeah. things. So, um, well, fingers crossed that they will go ahead. How is it for you? How is it setting up a kind of a river cruise operation and getting involved in river cruise for the first time? Yeah, I think it is. It's, for me personally, it was, a, it was a fantastic experience because I came into the ocean cruise side of the business that was fully established. We brought new ships into, into that fleet, but really two river cruises started from its infancy really and, and built up over over the last two to three years and I think it was a it was a really sort of fresh opportunity to look at something really go back to what what a customer's asking for you know that, that was the key priority really and then really trying to deliver that on board with a, a, a concept that I think really captures the, the imagination of the, of the the customer and hopefully will deliver the, the experience that the customers are after so we're really excited I think that working with our partners in terms of actually delivering the refurbishment, mm. uh, working through and going to so much detail around actually crafting exactly what the, the excursion program will be like, what the menus are for, for, for the lunchtime menu or the evening dinner. It's, 
it's that sort of detail that the team have work, been working through to really curate the best programme which will deliver a fantastic holiday experience. I think that's been that's been the most exciting part so far. Yeah. We want to get to the launch stage now, which I think will uh, will top that even. And, and new destinations, I guess, because as, as Morella, you'll visit a lot of great ports around the world, but not places like Budapest and Bratislava, et cetera. I think that's it. It's, it's, it's a great, it really opens up the, the opportunity to see a lot of Europe, really. And I think... Uh, from our perspective, we're we're really pleased with the sort of the itineraries that we've been able to to create, and uh, I think that will be something that you know with the, the excursion programs that we've put in place and the flexibility customers will have, really allow customers to to see bits of Europe they may not have been to before. And I think uh, from our perspective, that's great that we can actually showcase other parts of, of Europe with our river cruise operation. Well, good luck with everything. I hope that, you know, your launch year. So good luck with the launch ha- happening during the summer and um, come back and talk to us in a, in a year or so, or, you know, less than that, and tell us about some more plans for your river cruise. But thank you very much indeed, Chris. You know, we will do. And obviously, Andy, it'll be great to have you on board. So come have a look for yourself. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> thanks a lot. Great. Thanks, Andy.